Hey everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Miko, and on today's episode, we sit down with my good friend, writer, comedian, and entrepreneur, Karen Bray. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. All right, and welcome to Big Things with Zach Miko, everyone. As always, I'm your host, Zach Miko. Thank you for being here. Happy December. Uh, Sorry if I sound too uh, nosy snotty. I'm a little bit sick. Um, But, you know, it happens this time of year. Anyway, uh, we got a great show for you guys today. Um, I actually sit down with one of my best friends in the whole world, Karen Bray. For those of you who don't know, I used to be, am, am, not used to, am still, even though we just had our farewell show. Um, I was always part of a uh, comedic duo called the Dreamstalks. We were a musical duo who did uh, children's shows for adults, and it was a huge part of my life, and I love it so much. And my writing partner and performing partner and everything, Karen Bray, um, we just had our farewell show because Karen will be moving down to Florida to continue to explode her business because she's an amazing businesswoman. Um, and yeah, I'm going to miss her a whole lot. We get a little sappy in this one. I'm not going to lie. I get sappy because, um, you know, she's one of my best friends. Going to miss her very, very dearly. But she's a writer. She's a comedian and she's an entrepreneur. She started a um, subscription box called Redbird Vintage Box, which is actually a uh, professionally curated and styled vintage clothing subscription box that I highly recommend to everybody to use. You can go to redbirdvintagebox.com and subscribe if you like it. If you like vintage clothing um, and you know, you're a lady, or you don't have to be a lady. You just have to like lady clothes. Um, uh, <laughs> she does. I mean, she will find some male accessories every now and then. We've definitely, she's definitely done that. But anyway, it's amazing. It's a great business, and it's exploding right now. And she has to keep following her dream of building her little empire. So she's gonna go down to Florida. And because of that, we actually just had our farewell show this last weekend. We actually recorded this interview two minutes not two minutes, like like five minutes before we went on stage. So I get very emotional, everybody. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, yeah, I think it could speak for itself. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, an interview with one of my best friends in the whole world, Karen. Ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting here with my good friend, comedy partner, brilliant businesswoman, um, writer, comedy, social media extraordinaire, Karen Bray, everybody. She's not a Colombian model, but uh, oh. she is Karen Bray. Um, you know the story about how I had a job many, many years ago. My friend got this for me at a trade show uh-huh. where they she was working for um, <clears throat> like athletic apparel. Uh-huh. And um, and so she got me this. It was like a modeling gig and you were, you would wear it. And then uh, you were um, essentially modeling this the, the, this attire. But it wasn't like a runway or anything. It was just like, you know, You're just walking around there. the trade show. Yeah. And so she told her her colleagues, her gut male employees oh yeah my friend's karen bray and then they googled karen bray and they legit expected this colombian supermodel supermodel (laughs) because she's an actual model like i'm not i'm not like i was just i needed i needed fast cash no exactly (laughs) do they think the colombian supermodel is like showing up for the 150 dollar gig yeah eight hours that day i think that they were her day rate's way higher probably (laughs) and that was really high that was like a lot of money for me. <laughs> I know. 
Oh, it still is. <laughs> still yeah. not for you. I mean, yeah, yeah for everybody. One hundred and fifty dollars still one hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, when I when I like to break down money is what could I buy for that? Mm-hmm. I used to back when Subway wasn't cheap as shit. Mm-hmm. I um, every time I thought about purchasing <laughs> purchasing anything, I would say, "How many five dollar footlongs can I get for this price?" Um, and when it got to the point where I was like, "I can have eighty four sandwiches." <laughs> That sounds way better. I love that you say when Subway wasn't shit because I think we were just kids in college and we were like, Subway is, is the best. We, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I had a tuna Subway sandwich <laughs> at least three times a week. I love it. My Subway. favorite thing about the tuna is that they take it with like a mini melon ball or ice cream scooper and they scoop like four ice mm-hmm. cream scoops and then they just smear it with a butter knife mm-hmm. and then they go. It's like 50% mayonnaise, which is why it's so delicious. Yeah, like every every scoop is just my gut <laughs> being just, like, you fat ass. Just fish and mayonnaise. It's actually really gross it's when you think about it that way. That's what tartar sauce is too. No yeah. matter how you swing it, you're eating fish and yeah. mayonnaise a lot. Should we tell people that Subway didn't pay you to Subway mention? did not pay me to mention. <laughs> Dear Subway. To promote their sorry, business. I'm not promoting you. Um, I'll still get you in rural areas where you are the only source of fresh food. <laughs> sorry. I don't know. I li- when I was on tour, that's what we had most of the time was, yeah. was uh, Subway because you'll die eating McDonald's, Waffle House, and Chick-fil-A that many times. Mm-hmm. So... Subway was our healthy alternative. Yeah, I went to college in Lubbock, Texas, and we had a Subway. <laughs> yeah, it was a good day. Uh, so let's go back to speaking of Lubbock, Texas. So Karen, oh. who are you? <laughs> 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 um, uh, where where did you let, let's 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 start at the very beginning? Where oh. did you where did you oh. grow up? I I grew up all over this. On the east coast of the United States. And? Um, and Germany. There you go. My dad was Air Force. Um, and so we moved around all the all the time. We had several tours in New Jersey. Oh. And North Carolina. <laughs> exotic Pennsylvania. Tours of duty in New tours Jersey. Tours of duty. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. Um, so moved around all the time. And so then you I'm, were like... An Air Force Base kid. An Air Force Base kid. Yeah, yeah. I I had a, I I got I had so many new beginnings. I got to <laughs> <laughs> I got to redefine myself every school that I went to. But then I ended up just being the shy kid. Aww. And yeah. Did and you ever decide like I'm gonna be real? I'm gonna be real badass this time. Ev- Zach, every <laughs> single time. Like and, and bless my mom. She tried so hard because I was so painfully shy. Uh-huh. And so she she'd be like, Well, Karen, you know, let's go on and get you a really fun outfit, you know? And so my sister Sarah would always be like, Oh yeah, Karen, this is awesome. Okay, so um I don't know if you remember this, but back in I think ninety seven is when wide leg jeans were su- like Jenko like, jeans? Yes. Yeah. But <clears throat> Not as big or whatever, like like but these still were big these old. were like like fitting on the butt, but then they like wide legged out around the thigh and down, and so I was very apprehensive to wear this on my first day of school in a brand new school. And Sarah, my sister, my mom were like, "No, you look slamming! Like you're great. You're gonna make so many friends. This is great." I walk in, and so many kids made fun of me that first day of school. Oh. This was seventh grade. It was a nightmare. Well, that's because seventh grade is the worst time in anyone's life. Oh, it was terrible. I don't think there's anyone who looked back like middle school was great and the one mm-hmm. people people who are like yo middle school was great are like the biggest losers i've ever met and i'm just like oh yeah you liked middle school yeah it's because that's when you peaked at yeah 13 years old can you imagine peaking at 13 years old all i wanted was to get a superlative and it like <laughs> never happened but i think if i had gotten a superlative in middle school i wouldn't be who i am today i, I only got one superlative in like high school and all that stuff. And what I, was your my senior year? It was I got born in the wrong decade, which <laughs> I was like, hey, hey. Did they specify which decade you should have been born in? No, just born in the wrong decade. And I was kind of like, oh, hey, that's you're, oh. you're just telling me forever in my in my in my yearbook that I don't belong here. Yeah, <laughs> it oh. was fun. Oh. Me and I think Liz Smith. Ah, oh, Liz Smith. <laughs> Shout out to a person I haven't talked to in thirty years, Liz Smith. <laughs> Make sure you tag her on this. I will. She was also she was also got born in the wrong decade, and we never talked about it. I always wanted to be like, "Hey, were you kind of like, hey, fuck you?" The way we I was, "Hey, fuck you" about that. I mean, I would always so I I would always love 
fashion from other decades Mm -hmm. and um i I think i was in in sixth grade or something and i was just telling my mom i really love the fashion of the 60s and the 70s and my mom goes or or i would love oh god i wish i had been i wish i had lived in that time period and my mom is like are you out of your goddamn mind she's like we were at war (laughs) it was terrible not want to live i was like mom the the 1940s were great she's like uh Well, that's what happens is I, uh, older generations, and by older, I mean later, later generations, we always like romanticize times that mm-hmm. were not good. Like that's, you see that happening right now. I see people all the time posting like, oh, remember when this was happening? Mm-hmm. And like, they're always posting about the 80s and stuff. And they're like, this is when things were great. We, uh, we used to get into fights with other kids and like, we didn't tell anybody. And one time this kid broke my nose. It was great. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. Why are you punching each other? Like, that's what we did. We punched each other. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Throwing rocks. They were throwing rocks. And at the time I was like, there was no internet. You were in the Cold War doing <laughs> nuclear drills <laughs> under your desk all the time. And it was a great time. Don't worry. I'm, nostalg- I'm nostalgic about the 80s more than anyone else. But it's like, I'm we got it way for the, easier. I'm nostalgic for the 90s, man. 90s were great. I think, because even though we were both born in the 80s, the 90s is when we were like actual kids. I spent so much of my childhood playing Nintendo, though. Did you? I was yeah. a Sega Genesis kid. We, so my dad introduced Atari to us um in the early 90s and then nintendo came out with their little system nes and then and then super nintendo came out and my brother and i would stay up all night playing nintendo and my mom would come down she's like you guys are up early and we're like we were no we've been up (laughs) you're like yeah we've been up real late super super early donkey kong country man oh my god so you're jumping around from place to place doing Mm -hmm. your thing um did was it was it difficult making friends if you moved every how many how often did mm-hmm. you move like so we could I'm also going to ask you questions that I know the answer to is if I've never talked to you before because I'm interviewing you oh that's great because part of me is like wow Zach is the worst friend <laughs> this guy is one of my best friends and he doesn't know doesn't Jack know. Shit. has he been listening <laughs> exactly. to me for the past eight years yeah, just like I'm just I'm just pretending I don't <laughs> know these things you're just like wow we're um, just meeting uh so yeah so we could stay at a place for a year up to mm-hmm. th- three we never stayed at a place longer than three years so after the third year we'd always move but um, most of the time the tours would be one to three years and yeah it was really tough moving especially to a non-base town so we lived in carlisle pennsylvania in 1996 i was in sixth grade uh-huh. so 12 years old and they hated the base kids that it was like the base kids versus the townies and i think every single one of my siblings we all had a bully like a legit but my sister's bully is the best um her her bully's name was star and i'm sorry if anybody <laughs> named, <laughs> i'm sorry anybody named star but i will never forget sarah coming home and saying yeah star came up to me and said do you want to step and we're like what do you want to step do you want to do you want to step do you want to step and also we we're very we're a very shy passive family like we you know we do not want to cause an argument um uh i i think some boy just liked sarah and star got jealous but i remember like we i had i remember a bully she was just mean she was just a mean girl to me and made fun of me all the time Mm -hmm. um to my face (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I had those. It was horrible. I think we all had those. Especially, um, like, yeah, sixth grade, you said? Yeah. Yeah, because like sixth through eighth were a nightmare for me. Yeah. I think they are for everybody. Because also that's when everyone's going through puberty. Mm-hmm. Everyone's mad and they don't know why. <laughs> they like <laughs> just running around just hopped up on hormones, <laughs> not knowing what to do. And we didn't have like sex ed back then, so no one was telling us what was happening. Mm-hmm. We were just angry and like... Oh, man. Like if I could have started fights, I would have, but I was just too shy. I only got into one real fight in like was it sixth grade it was like sixth or seventh grade i got into one like real a fight. a play yard fight like meet it, me uh, on the jungle gym we was, it was meet me outside after school oh yeah. my god wait okay, okay so what period was this was this early in the day like second period it was lunchtime <gasps> so we're at lunch and this kid that i w- was really close for turned on a dime was like real close friends with him he used to go over his house had sleepovers mm. we were like real close in like sixth grade and all of a sudden one kid made fun of me for being fat or for something like that and it was about me being fat and something and then 
something. I think they said something about my mom too. Mm. And then what happened was not Kathy. this kid, not Kathy. You don't fuck with don't Kathy. Don't fuck with Kathy. Um, and then what happened is this kid who was supposed to be like one of my best friends just joined them <gasps> and started making fun of them. And I got so angry that immediately I like scribbled on a napkin. I was like, you better. I don't I don't I didn't know the F word yet, but uh-huh. I. I think I knew the other. I think I knew like shit and ass. I'm like, your shit and ass better meet me outside. Wait. After, and I wrote him like I challenged him to a fight via note. In, you. I did. I was mad. I challenged him to a fight because he was making fun of me and he was supposed to be my best friend. And I got real mad. And I, you know, again, sixth grade hormones just started. I was angry. Didn't know yeah. why. So I challenged him to a fight. And... um. I was like, we're going to do it. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. And what he ended up doing was like, I see him after I was like, Hey, where are you going? And for some reason, my mom was picking me up that I would like walk half the days and my mom would pick me up half the days. My mom was picking me up that day. And I think I even said like, let's fight tomorrow or something like that. Cause what that's the procrastinator. Well, just because like I was walking home that day. So I could fight him. Whereas like I couldn't fight him with my mom waiting outside school. Mm-hmm. So what he did is that first day he walked right up. I get, he like called his mom from school. Like this kid wants to, you know, Zach wants to fight me. What do I do? And she told him something apparently. And then as we're leaving, no, it's just like, I hate, like, <laughs> this is real mean. And I was, cause I was so angry at him. And I was just like, I hate you. Can't wait to fight you tomorrow. And he's like walking next to me. And I'm like, you, you're not going home. And he goes, no, I'm going to walk with you. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. And then he walks up to my mom's car. He goes, hi, Mrs. Miko. Uh, Zach gave me this note and said he wants to fight me. And I was like, oh, no, no, I didn't. He's making it up. And I start crying. <laughs> and, <I'm> just, <'cause, laughs> and then, like, my mom's just like, whatever. Like, and I, like, she was cool about it. She's like, Zach, don't. She, like, kind of even turned to the kids. She's like, I'll talk to him. And I got in the car, like, crying. And I'm like, I didn't mean to. And she's like, Zach, just don't fight people. Like, she was so didn't, like, was dismissive about it. But then the next day, I was like, oh, you think, like, he started then making fun of me again for me crying when he told my mom. And then I was like, you're kidding me. You told my mom. Like, yeah. that's way worse. And um, anyway, we're walking up and we're walking home and we walked the same direction home. And I'm with my little sister and he's like, fine, now you want to fight? And all of a sudden now he wants to fight. He's not afraid to fight. So he decides he's going to fight me. And I said, no, I'm with my sister. I'm not going to fight you. And I start to walk away and he jumps on my back <gasps> and tries to like. Did you have a backpack home. on? I did. Oh, man. <laughs> but he jumped on my back and he like tried to like strangle hold me, like like get me in like a headlock from behind. But he was like on me and my initial and I didn't know, but I kind of like got my chin down. So his like his like hands were like on my face and I didn't my initial instincts was like, Oh, I got to get this kid off me. So I bit him so hard. Like, cause his hand was right under my chin. So I just went, <laughs> did you I, take a finger off? No, but I, I heard like a crunch. Like I bit <gasps> hard and then he hops mm. off and starts throwing karate moves at me mm. and I blocked them all. Like not, I'm not and- bragging, but I, it was like the coolest, most Bruce Lee feeling I had. He's like throwing something else. I was just like, pop, 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 pop. And, and I that's blocked why them all. that's why you take karate as a child. Because yeah, because <laughs> someone's very... gonna karate fight you, and I had taken yeah. karate as a child, so I blocked all of them, and then we just walked away. That was my big fight. Um, and Casey are you was still friends with time. him? Or? No, but I reconnected, and we became friends again in high school. All right. Weirdly enough, like we became friends in high school. Oh my gosh! See, I never had the opportunity to reconcile with any of my bullies because we moved. Yeah. You know, no, exactly. So, so it's just it was there. like it was just always there. I, always, you know, and, and I mean, I bullied people as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to completely play innocent. Here. I know I, I bullied I was, kids as well. I've been an asshole before. And so it's like I do think about that person. And so does my bully ever think about me? <laughs> I've apologized to the kids I've bullied mm-hmm. multiple times. And when I say multiple times, I mean, like. Sent an apology and they like wrote back just being like, thanks you did this like four years ago <laughs> and this like, is zach talking right now like you, you bullied me four years ago <laughs> oh no 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 but it was just like but they're like no you thanks you you did this whole apology via facebook thing like four years ago you're just doing it again and i'm like oh i didn't oh i see what you're saying no no no. Yeah. that's what i mean like is like 
I apologize to them and they're like, thanks for apologizing. You also apologized like four years ago. And I was like, oh, I don't remember. It's that Catholic in you. I know. It's all that guilt. But it's 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 funny. But yeah, I think I'm pretty good standing with the two kids I I was kind of a bully to. One of them I ended up becoming great friends with later. So it was similar. We were in Boy Scouts together and he was the younger and we were just we'd always pick on the younger scouts. Mm-hmm. And it was really mean and I got real real mean about it at times. And then luckily for me, he's a good person <laughs> and is a forgiving like he had no reason to forgive me for being a dick to him for like 3 years. But what happens yeah. is he got old enough. Like it literally was he became one of the older kids in Boy Scouts. So then all of a sudden I started being nice to him. Like, well, you're an older kid now. And that was it. It was and like, like a hazing. I, it was, which is messed up. It is messed up. It's awful. And I hate that about myself <laughs> that I did that. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you, uh, I feel like you've served your pen penance. I don't know if I have. I'm going to send in another four years. I'm going to send another email <laughs> <laughs> just apologizing. It'll be like. All right. And then he's like, you need to stop. I know. (laughs) And then what happens is I saw an episode of it on um, Louis C.K.'s show. I know we don't talk about him anymore, but he had a TV Mm -hmm. show at one point. Um, And in his show, he him and Mark Marin had a big thing. Mm -hmm. And he goes over and he goes, hey, man, we had a falling out. I don't know why. I'm really sorry. I was addicted to you for no reason. And Mark Marin goes, "Okay, is that you done? And he goes, yeah. And he goes. You did the same thing five years ago. Do you not remember? <laughs> and I was just like, well, that happened to me. You're not alone. Yeah. You're it's not alone. Just, I think it's because, you know, when we're little kids, we do stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And like when we become an old enough, ad- like when we become an adult and like can contextualize it, it makes you feel like an asshole. Yeah. You're like, oh, that was a dick move. Yeah. That was me. Now I understand what the adults were saying to me when I was a kid. Exactly. But it's going to be a, a forever cycle. How come cycle. everything? <laughs> I have no idea. Everything I, adults and parents told me when I was younger, like, came true. And I feel stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's silly to me. And, like, I would get in, like, you know, big fights with friends. And my mom would just be like, listen, when you get older... They're not going to be your friends. Don't worry about it. And yeah. I was just like, what? And I'm, they're like, no, no, no. You don't. You're going to have like three or four close friends and they'll be your friends for the rest of your life. Everyone else won't be like, you know, you'll think fondly of them, but they're not going to be there. I'm like, no, we're in theater together. We're never growing apart. Like, I'm so close to all 30 of these people and they mean so much to me. And they were like, so right. Like, I think fondly of all them, but I'm like, I don't talk to any of these people anymore. Yeah. I mean, I do think fondly of them, but it's funny because my mom would say the same thing about if I were to come home, you know, upset about something that happened at school and she'd be like, you're not going to remember that or you you'll remember this but you you know um uh, you these people aren't going to mean anything to you later on down the line yeah. and i was just like mom i don't think you understand what popularity is <laughs> i know i know popularity is not the same thing when you're an adult yeah but i think it's because as a kid your popularity becomes this weird hierarchy because you're all forced to be in the same place as each other. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, there's like workplace popularity and like power dynamics, but it's not the same as all of you kids in like a high school mm-hmm. having to coexist. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I remember, oh my God, all I wanted to do was just be I'm calling it back to the superlatives. I, 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 I always blamed my parents for moving us because I never, no one had the opportunity to get to know me. Oh. <laughs> I did. I, I, I do have to go back though because I was voted most sweetest. Most sweetest? Wouldn't <laughs> it just be sweetest? sweetest? Because it's always most, most, most something. Most, oh yeah, take a look at this. Most sweetest. <laughs> no. Um, well, I was voted sweetest senior. Um, in high school, of course, and not college because we don't do that in college. No, um, not often. But I remember thinking, like, I've made it. I, I, <laughs> they know who I they am. They know who I am. And uh, yeah, it was it was a nice moment. They gave me sweet tarts. Same with my um my male counterpart of sweetest gentleman. That's nice. Um, and I kept those sweet hearts, sweet tarts. Sweet tarts for like several years. They might still actually be in my high school memory box. Oh no! Because so you have a high school so memory box too. Of course, that's, a, that's like a girl thing. Yeah. I've met several friends. You that don't have, have like, one? No, no, I have no memory. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've always been a throw it away person. Like oh. I think I have. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure my senior yearbook is at my parents' house and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. like, that's it. Like, beyond that, I don't keep anything. The way I used to clean my room um, was I shared it with my little brother. And when my parents were like, it's time to clean, I would get a giant push broom, push everything that me and my brother owned into the center of the floor, pick out the clothes, put them in the hamper, pick out the three things I wanted to keep, put them away, and throw away everything else. My old toys and stuff, all of Jake's toys. I just threw everything away. And I would the way I'd clean is I'd come downstairs with like four of those big black trash bags and like... You I'd are, be like, I clean the room. You're a heartless robot. <laughs> really? I like, I don't know. I'm not, I've never been, I'm sentimental about some stuff, mm-hmm. but like not about a lot. So when I moved from North Carolina to Germany, my friends and I, we had um, um, like an, e- so God, I wish I could remember what exactly it was because it was, it was like an email group and we would always email each other after school to talk mm-hmm. about like the gossip that went on. Is this like pre-AM? I think so because okay. this was in like 98, 99 and um, I, I mean Zach hundreds of emails and Jeez, stuff that I, I so ended glad. up printing. I oh, printed because no. I was so sentimental and and that particular move was actually very difficult. We lived in North Carolina for three years that was like and, your longest and that time. was like one of the longest times I lived anywhere and then we moved to Germany like you know. Yeah it wasn't like you <clears throat> you guys could see each other on a crazy weekend or something yeah, like that. that yeah that so I remember printing and just putting it in a like a five inch binder just and, you would just all, read and I would just it? read through it because it was like these memories I don't know if I still have it it might it might still be in my like my parents biggest fear is that they're like saved like 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 printed out versions of chats I had on like AOL instant mm-hmm. messenger mm-hmm. And that's my biggest fear because I'm sure they are horrifying now in what capacity in every capacity in embarrassingness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm sure it was ultra embarrassing but i'm also sure that like i was a a, a, a ragey little <laughs> little dick middle schooler i'm sure i said some horrible shit about people like i'm sure it was bad i really really hope <laughs> that never surfaces um i think that would ruin so many like you know, we talk about lives. stuff coming in, but it would ruin like so many of like people our ages' lives if they were just like, "Oh, by the way, every AOL instant <gasps> message you ever sent, poof, here's all of them." I would, I mean, I would love to go back into those archives if they were available. I've got to tell you though, when chat rooms, so I, because when AOL had their chat rooms and they first came out, I think it was limited to twenty five people, and so I would. I would try to get on and I would never be able to get into a chat room. And all I ever wanted was a a chat room experience. And so I would wake up super early because the chat rooms would open at 7 a.m. And I would log in and I would get into a chat room. And there were were a few instances where I was successful. And then I remember just sitting back and never conversing because I was, that is how painfully shy I was. just watching it. You couldn't couldn't even even anonymously Anonymously. Because in my, I I don't think I I fully grasped the internet though and how anonymous I was. But I still, I would sit back and just watch because I, and and then um, I'd say, you know, like female 13, North Carolina. And then I get an instant message and it would be like, hey, and I'd be like, hi. And they'd be like, what's your favorite band? And I'm like, no doubt. And it's (laughs) like, <laughs> I it just it, it didn't was even exciting to back me. then though like because the fact that you could talk to a complete stranger, stranger. that wasn't a thing you could do Mm-mm. until the internet so yeah. the fact that you could do that was like exciting I used to pretend I was other people I'd like answer some they'd be like yeah. a because they always do age ASL age sex location yeah. and I would just be like female 19 I maybe talked to you who knows I could have talked to you and and I, and I, I remember and you were like, like a huge liar I well I remember like cyber sex was a thing where like people would be like hey do you want a cyber which <gasps> was think. just you would on a on like a chat room or instant messenger you would just like type dirty things to each other and I remember mm-hmm. trying to do it like one time and getting so freaked out by it because I like learned about things that like I didn't know about and they're like and now I'm I'm sucking your toes and I like right back I'm like ew don't do that (laughs) I have athlete's foot I'm like it's just me not (laughs) 
Because I was like, you know, that's how I found out. I was like, people do that during sex? That's weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it was, Did it your was, parents ever catch you? Uh, no, but they uh, had a computer that had... Uh, that was crippled by porn viruses <laughs> at all times. And you're like, uh, it was Jake, my the brother that's 10 years younger than me. amount of times we had to completely factory wipe the computer and start over is unreal. Like, uh, all the, t- like, like, you know, 20 to 30 times through my middle school and high school life, we had to completely erase the whole computer and like have the CDs to like reload the drives. And, like, like, oh my <laughs> God. I remember that. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, because, well, also, like, because there aren't, there are still computer viruses, obviously, um, but they're not like they were when we were kids. When we were kids, they were horrifying. Like, they would just destroy everything. Do you remember getting the CD ROMs in your cereal? Yes. Oh, my God. Do you remember the rice checks one? No. (laughs) (laughs) There was a rice checks one that my brother and I were obsessed with. I like what I wouldn't give to be able to play like those particular games like, like do you I, remember like strike a match or yeah um like those kinds of games that i i, I just I, like all i want all i thought about at school was just playing strike a match <laughs> like i just want to i did not I, oh my god computer I, I, I'm was such a nerd. so much simpler <laughs> no for me it was it wasn't e-bombs world but it was something like that there was one website um that was similar. I can't remember the name of it, but it was similar to like an e-bombs world mm-hmm. type of place where they had like a couple of funny animated videos, but they only had like six and I would watch them on repeat and it would just be like, at, like fake cereal advertisements mm-hmm. where it would be like poop loops now with corn bits. <laughs> and I would be like, ha ha, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and really those, those are the pioneers. I want to show, I want to, there has to be, I'm sure, I know there's like kids react to videos. I want to do a kids react to the original, like, like before they were called memes, like the original viral videos. Yeah. Like, like I want to watch a kid sit down and watch Chocolate Rain or the dramatic gopher or the Star Wars kid or the, the black ninja who knocks himself out doing a flip. Oh, bless. Oh, I loved those videos (laughs) and I would watch them like on repeat. Like that, there was that one of just like that one guy who would just lip sync to the Maya, Maya, and I'd watch that over and over and over again. I was very impressed with peanut butter jelly time. Yeah, exactly. Or badger, 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 yeah. mushroom, mushroom. Uh, a, a simpler time, if you will. I know. This is this. I feel like this is when we'll sound craziest to young kids. It's yeah. trying to like recount these videos and they'd be like, what are you watching? It's like, I'm like it was funny. Were- there was a bunch of batch or the gerbil dance. When you used to go to dancinggerbils.com and yes. all it was was gerbils dancing yeah. and going like. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was brilliant and hilarious. So anybody who doesn't laugh at that, you're dead inside. I know. I wonder that still exists. We're going to look that up afterwards. There has to be a dancinggerbil.com still. I think that those are are like somebody has pulled them from the internet and then put them on YouTube. I know. But if anyone wants to know what the internet was like when we were growing up, spacejam.com, the <gasps> website for the movie Space Jam starring Michael Jordan is still its old 1996 self and it's still active and it's still there. Uh, um It is so it's such a relic. Did you have a live journal? I had a greatest journal, which was one of the spinoffs of Live Journal. Okay. But yes. I like again, I would do anything to n- remember what my password was to that because I frequently wrote in that. Like it was yeah. my it was what you would equate to like your Tumblr or your oh, yeah, yeah, um yeah. or you know, your whatever blog. Like, tum- it was like blog it was blogging. It was blogging before blogging. Yeah. Yeah. No, it absolutely was. And I didn't have mine was real emo and sad. Yeah. Like real sad, and the amount of like me being that guy. I mean, I was also thirteen, but writing about how like girls don't like me because they only like bad guys, and I'm such a nice guy, and nice guys finish last. I was one of those dudes. Yeah. But I was thirteen, so it was inexcusable. Mm-hmm. And now there's a bunch of those dudes in their thirties that are still there, and you're like, oh, yeah, you can't keep doing that. Yeah, you gotta stop and don't be crazy and I know. hurt women. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Jesus. But speaking of live journal, because uh, I write journals. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, it's that I, I'm, I'm really like, I, I don't journal anymore. And I, yeah. I used to journal every single day since like third grade that I can go back and look at my journals. I have 30 begun journals. I have like, like, yeah. like 10, even in my house now, I have like 10 times where like, there's a notebook that I bought with the intention on it being a journal and it has the first two pages filled out and it is blank everywhere else. I could never That's get in sad. the habit. I could never get in the habit of doing it. I was not good at it. It, I, I, I just, it was something I did before every night before I went to bed. It just became second nature. I, and you know what? I, I had I a TV in my room. Oh, <laughs> so I didn't do that. That's interesting. Cause we weren't allowed TVs until we like I was in high school. We weren't until my grandma got a new TV and we took her old TV. God, do you know how grown up I felt when I finally got a TV in my room? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have boys over. I, yeah. Did I have any boys over? No. no, no. I remember I was excited to get the TV but we had an old like push button cable box mm-hmm. where there was like 13 buttons and you had to press it for each one. But then you could like put up a switch and do a different 13 channels. Oh. So there was 26 channels. Whoa, settle. I know. And, but, and you, but you had to press it. There was no remote. You had to press the button. And Get I remember, up. well, no, I made my six-year-old brother at the time be the remote. I was like, Jake, get up. Go change the channel. 13. Go to channel 13. I got some wishbone to watch. Oh, that little let little uh, jack russell i know this became very <laughs> this was supposed to be talking about you and it just became a nostalgia it's became, trip. but i think people like like nostalgia yeah, no, i think so too i think if anybody um can figure out how to get my live journal password please reach out i know i don't <laughs> or I don't my know myspace if, password i think i deleted my myspace i'm almost positive does myspace and live journal do you think that they delete inactive accounts i don't know facebook doesn't facebook keeps it all forever but that's because we found out you know their whole their whole business plan is is data collection so Mm -hmm. they're not deleting anything um but i know i remember like when myspace was dying i think i remember actually deleting my myspace page um and then i don't know i think i just never maybe i deleted i don't remember Mm. i think my greatest journal just went away i don't think it's a website anymore sad i know I know. They had a good, good run. Yeah, had a good run for us, like '90s kids <laughs> trying um, to get life going. Just trying to figure it out. Just trying to figure it out. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, Karen and I have a comedy band called the Dreamstalks, and we're actually recording this just before our final show, for now. But final <laughs> show for now. Uh, just because uh, young Karen here is moving to Florida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we're not going to be doing shows much anymore I know but I think that once I so I'm moving to Orlando and mm-hmm. once I develop a friend base and maybe a comedy base uh, you guys you should come down and yeah. then we can play in Florida I would love to um, as someone who's terrified of making new friends is it terrifying going to another city and <clears throat> just being like I mean, you've lived in in New York City now for at least ten years. Yeah. So, like, and and Joe's whole life has been in New York, mm-hmm. also. So it's like, it's scary to pick up and go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I what I what has been um. It is close to your family. It so is that close helps. to my family. Yeah. So I do have a sister and my brother in law. Are in it's Orlando. not like you're moving to somewhere com- like where you have no connections. You yeah. are moving to where your sister is. Yeah, and that's great because my sister and I get along, and you know we'll have a ton of fun. But also, it's so I have to think back to when I first moved to New York and how long it took me to make friends. Yeah, and um, and that's, that's the same with me. I'm like, but it was so long ago. Like the idea of starting over is terrifying. It is me. terrifying, and and so after so I went to college. So I graduated high school in mm-hmm. New Jersey. Fine, whatever. I moved to to Texas. And that was terrifying because making new friends yep. all all over again, was there for four years, moved to Tampa for two years, and I made some great friends and it was easy because it was also, I made friends at work and then mm-hmm. I moved to New York and it wasn't until I started that theater company, Our Bar, which was maybe three years into um, me being in New York that I was like, okay, now I'm making a, like, I mean, I had made friends. I don't want to discount like the friends that I'd made prior to that. But it's like... 
there, there's a different level work. of of closeness yes like because that's the same thing i got very lucky that um i think it's like whatever the first group you're in Mm -hmm. when you move to new york everything kind of splinters off of that and for me it's like my very first job was on spirit cruises which was a dinner cruise in new york harbor and all of my new york friends splintered off of that somehow Mm -hmm. just because it was because that's the only way i had of meeting people i had just gotten to new york and luckily for me I, you know, I was like a theater kid moving to New York and this was a boat full of people trying to do theater in New York that were all, you know, all around my age, but a little older, but like close to my age. So, and I remember, so this is a story for all of you out there. Cause I remember when I first met Zach and we he, were, I, I do not remember. We were buds with, um, our pal Barry. So mm-hmm. Barry was somebody that I had known for a couple of years at the time. And he brought in all of these people from spirit cruises and, and, and we were like, who are these people that we don't know? We, we will never be friends with them. And then, uh, fast forward. <laughs> Zach and I have a when comedy was band. This, this, was legit, this, this had to have been like thing? eight years ago. Was Something this, like that. Was yeah. this that random football day? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, we played like touch football in the park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember like not knowing why I was going. I remember not wanting to go yeah. because I have like social anxiety. And for the very reason where like as Barry is recounting it, I slowly realized because he's like, why don't you come to the park with me and me and Braden, who was also our good buddy at the time. Still good buddy. Not at the time. You know what I mean. But yeah, at yeah, the time that this story him. takes place. Hey, Brayden. Um, hey, Brayden. Um, you know, and he was like, why don't you guys come to the park? I'm going to meet my friend. And I think it was you. I think it was just what, but it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to meet this yeah. one friend. And we're like, cool. Yeah, we'll come with you. And then quickly it became apparent, like, uh, she's with 12 people and you were going to meet. And I was like, oh, this sounds awful. And it was, um, it was fun. <laughs> no, it was, I remember it just being weird, but like, I remember you and I hit it off, like yeah. just joking around, hit it off. Um, and then, yeah. And I think, I don't remember why we ever hung out again after that. It was all through Brayden. Brayden is, yeah. is the, um, I have almost the... all my New York friends because of Brayden. Yeah. That's how Joe, Joe, I think, uh, well, not necessarily Joe. I don't know how Joe, no, Joe came into it because of Andrew Lina. So no, I, you I guys went to the movies. Yeah. But it was because my roommate and I at the time, uh, uh, planned a weekly movie night. Yeah. Invited. He invited somebody who knew Joe. It might've, uh, yeah. Invited somebody who knew Joe and it turns out Joe came and this, my old roommate, um, stage managed to show that you and Joe were in, right? Did he stage truck manage stop? truck stop? I think. He might have stage managed truck stop I or think another so. yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just, it's, it, 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 was, uh, it is yeah. so, like, like the way New York works it's is so that much smaller everybody, you've got to you be very careful because everyone knows everyone each other. Everyone knows each other. There's I know 8 it's million a people. There's 8 million people here, but you know how they're like, oh, everyone's connected by seven degrees of separation. In New York, it's two, two. degrees, yeah. always. You always know. If I can pick a random person and they'll somehow know you like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like some, yeah. I was in um, Australia and I knew, <laughs> I know. And it was, and someone had mentioned them. They're like, where are you from? And they're like, oh, Astoria. And they're like, oh, my brother owns a bar called the Wolfhound in Astoria. And I was like, that's cool. I, I've, I've been there a lot. <laughs> like, and it was like. You can't escape. And I was just like, that was, I mean, I'm literally as far away in the world as I can Mm -hmm. go. But yeah, you just, it's that connection so quickly. When Joe and I were in um, Italy, we randomly were in a winery and they were like, yeah, we're from Long Island. (laughs) And we're like, what? (laughs) Okay. Stop following us. (laughs) Trying to get away from you. Joe's like, I grew up a couple streets away from where you live. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Oh, gosh. So, um... One of the reasons you're moving to Florida is because you're also a little entrepreneur Mm -hmm. um, and you have a company called Redbird Vintage Box. Can you tell us about it? Yes. So Redbird Vintage Box um, is a vintage subscription box company. So we send um, uh, monthly boxes out to um, women, 
we haven't yet dove into the male circuit yet. So you don't, you have no male customers, um, at least that you know of? Well, we have husbands of subscribers gotcha. that will be like, oh, do you have anything? And so we'll send cufflinks or yeah. something like that to, to them. But we haven't yet um, uh, had the opportunity to dive into that. But yeah. uh, so, yes, yeah, so we send vintage accessories and clothing um, monthly. And this is something that my sister and I started several years ago. And my sister's kind of been the one running the show for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. it's kind of gotten to the point where it's it's grown so much and we want it to grow even further. Yeah. And in order for it to grow, I got to move down to Florida and totally. give it more time. So like the whole, so it's a subscription box mm-hmm. and do they fill out like a style thing? Like these yeah. are the things I'm into. Uh, yeah. So you, you sign up, you get a, a style survey and you let us know what decades you like and what jewelry you like and what clothing you like and your, your vintage style. And, mm-hmm. and we curate a box for you. So what's cool is that every single box is different. Nobody is getting the exact same box. Since it's vintage clothing, you aren't sending out multiples of the same outfit. Exactly. Yeah. You're Everybody getting... is getting a different box. So what happens? You guys spend all this time. Like, I mean, I know you in your spare time go thrift shopping. Is that like where you get most of the stuff? Is some like donated or is it all pretty much s- sought out in all like, of all of that, Zach. Oh, good. <laughs> That's so good. So a lot of it is from online, um, yeah. estate sales, thrift stores, donations. Um, we have some some um, women um, in other parts of the country that do shopping mm-hmm. for us, and then they'll send the items to us, and it's great. So it, it, we would love to expand that and to get other buyers keep from over the it. country. This because, is your moment, Karen. You, you can know, keep getting buyers. Uh, you know, let's get let's let's build up the Redbird um, empire. Uh, empire. And so if you are, are interested the... in being a shopper, let us know. Hell yeah! What what are the advantages for them being a shopper? I mean, right now it's that you get a free box. Hey. That's you know? good. So, um, but we, you know, eventually it'll, it'll be a per- you get a percentage per item and yeah. and things like that. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, what are the the price points like people can buy into this service at? So you can. So each box is named after one of our grandmothers. Um, uh Because it was our our grandmother Laureen who got us into vintage in the first place. She mm-hmm. just she handmade a lot of her clothes, and we would always try on her dresses and clothing whenever we went to visit her yeah. um and so um there's the loreen box which is a hundred dollars and you get six items which uh includes clothing and accessories okay and then there's the marie which is fifty dollars which uh includes four accessory items okay that's great yeah um when you guys are thrift shopping and whatnot did you ever have like one like one moment where you guys are like in a thrift store and you're just like you find like an item where you're like, I cannot believe this is here. One hundred percent, yeah. Like, what, what what's one of the like the biggest items where you were just like, how is this in a random Goodwill somewhere? <laughs> I mean, a lot of this stuff though also comes through lots. Yeah. So I would say that when we discover things through the lots. The when lots, are, like when you like so, you're bidding on like a lot of clothing. yes. So yeah. it is, you know, we'll be bidding on clothing through eBay that's like a you know 500 piece lot. Yeah, and and we'll end up seeing pieces that are you know authentic, you know, from the 1930s or 40s that are in just phenomenal shape. Yeah, and um and it's and it's just stuff that would normally be a lot of money in a uh in a vintage shop if you were so to walk in So even though there. you're getting these huge pieces that you're finding that could be worth like mm-hmm. a ton of money, do you still ship those out in that $100 box? Yes. That's yeah. awesome. So we still give people, I mean, we um we feel that we are seasoned enough yeah. to know what a box is worth. Totally. So we sometimes vary between the four and six items. So if we, you know, send you an item that we know is worth a lot of money, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, is it ever sad if you you're will... ever like giving it away? Like, oh, this is such a great piece, but like, you know, Lori's style profile is perfect for this piece. That happens almost every other box and you're so just like when i'm packing up goodbye a box, thing i love yeah <laughs> so i have to i have to contain myself a lot because yeah. there are items and i have to say to myself are you really going to wear this yeah and how often are you going to wear this and is this going to give you the same joy that it's going to give Lori? yeah you know and so it's very it is 
I mean, the, the whole thing stemmed from a love of vintage and us collecting vintage and love and and wearing it and shopping for it. And yeah, if if our subscriber is going to love it more or if it's going to be something that reminds them of their grandparent mm -hmm. or something like that, then that's incredibly special. And I think the best part is when we get messages back from people that are like, how did you know? Yeah. How did you know that that you that that we wanted this and it's and i think uh a couple of people have said this that it's like their best friend or their sister shopping for them Aww. and that's that's really cool is that, that they is say fun. that no. you know that that we feel like we know our subscribers and we get to know them and we send follow-ups we want to make sure that their box they're paying for it it's your money so we make sure we you like encourage it. that they fill out their style profile yeah. and it is if you don't like something let me know yeah it won't be in your box in the future yeah you know stuff like that we are open communication that's great yeah so many people are like oh i was expecting like a pre-filled message the you know and we're like no it's it's us. <laughs> we're, oh, yeah, they're, they're just you're, expecting. You're, you like are definitely hearing from them. Yeah, you're the, emailing the, 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 the well, the I don't co -owners. know. The co-owners. The co-owners. Yeah. I was going to say the Bray sisters, but I, I your, does your sister have a different last name now? Yeah, she's Frazier now. Frazier, that's what it is. <laughs> no, I know, but I wasn't sure if she kept but her yeah, last name. Yeah, I don't know what the deal it's is. It's no longer the Bray. I mean, yeah, it's still the Bray I mean, sisters, it's still the Bray I guess. sisters. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I Changing know. names is weird. I, I know. I know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you don't know, but it's weird for other people. It's really weird. We were we still go through stuff with Laura. We got married four years ago, and there's still, like, every time we travel, I always have to remember that, like, her driver's license says Miko, but her passport still says Gilry. Why? Just because she's never – it's a hassle to do. So because of that, like, if we're traveling out of the country – we need to like fill out all the paperwork and the tickets in a different in her maiden name and if we're staying in country we uh -huh. have to like fill out everything in her uh married Mary name Mary name get it's, that changed laura she did i mean legally her name is changed no, her but her passport. passport's not changed and it's like yeah. it's like a whole thing man oh traveling oh man i know <laughs> and now it's like they don't know that we're like they kind of give us like at passport security. They're like, all right, come up. And then I'll just, you know, both of us will go up and he'll look and he'll see different names. And he's like, are you guys together? And we're like, because yeah, you're only supposed to go up one at a time. You, you should and be like, like, since five minutes ago. I mean, for a little bit. This line was so long. I know. We decided to double up, cut out that extra five minutes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Mm, I'm going to miss you. I don't I like know. that you're leaving. I uh. really don't. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to tell you this on record now. I'm really against it. I feel like <laughs> Joe. I'm strongly against it. So we're still in denial that we're, I mean, not in denial, but it's still, it's we not still there's still yet. so many things that yeah. we haven't finalized yet, you know? Um, but it's still very, it hasn't hit me quite yet. I mean, I cried a little at the last star bar show, yeah. but I don't know how I'm going to react this evening at the I know show. it's gonna be it's gonna get heavy even though it's a comedy <laughs> show because we've been doing um this band for like five years now yeah it's been a long mm -hmm. time we've been doing it and for those of you who don't listen to the dream stocks for one you should but we are a um we're, we're an adult children's show is the best way to put it mm -hmm. we uh are we're, you know have adults only songs and themes but uh in our shows, the audience is children and we are children's performers and it's fun. And it was like, I don't know, I don't want to call myself innovative, but we had, we had a great thing going and it was so much fun. And it is still so much fun. I don't like talking about it in past tense. Because it is still going on. We, I mean, we're literally playing a show in an hour. But Oh my God, is it already? Yeah, yeah, yeah we got to get going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, especially since like I know in the last year we have not done it nearly as much as we can i think we played like once or twice in the past year and we our used... schedules man well that's the thing is like i started doing modeling full-time you started running a business full-time as well as your other jobs mm -hmm. so it's like we just you and i got real adult real quick i think yeah. that's really what happened all of a sudden because you know when we formed the band we we're still like young and carefree and you know, all we cared about was making sure rent was paid and having enough money for Taco Bell. And then mm, like, Taco Bell. then we got old and got more responsibilities and 
Because it will be where someone's like, hey, can you do a show this week, next week, or next week? And we're like, ooh, I'm out of town. Yeah, I'm out of town that weekend. And that's what oh, it was. And, I'm out of town. and that's why that's why our shows slowed down is like we'd go kind of go back and forth. Like, I can do that weekend. Oh, I can't. Okay. Well, bye. Well, yeah, see ya. And it's like, and all the way our show works, a lot of like comedy groups will just be like, oh, but just I'll go and do the show. And ours doesn't work that way. I it's, can't play an instrument. No. And Zach can't sing. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had all. to think of something. I, I can't sing. He can't your play the tambourine. Parts. No, he I, can play the tambourine. He does all <laughs> the instruments. If you guys go to Dreamstocks on CD Baby or Spotify or iTunes. Yeah, we're on all those. We're yeah. like a real band. Go check it out because we have a an I an EP, an, an, an EP an yeah. LP, and it's available. But, and like you have to pay for it on some sites, but if you go to Spotify, oh yeah, if you don't have, pay for it. Don't pay for it. Everyone go to spotify we don't even know what bank account that stuff's linked to anymore yeah it might not exist um don't pay for our music don't pay for it but, but also, go to spotify and listen to it yeah because joe because joe because zach plays like all the instruments oh my it. god do you remember so we get in there and we're recording our ep and i'm excited about it and we have our um our tech his name is armando and he was going to record it and produce it for us and he's an amazing dude and we get into the studio and I tell him straight up, I was like, I'm going to end up playing all of the instruments, except we had Joe come in and do some piano part because mm -hmm. I didn't know how to play piano. But besides that, I was just like, I'm going to play all the instruments. I'm doing the guitars, the banjo, the bass, the drums, the blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do it all. And he's like, sounds good. And the time came to record the drum tracks. <laughs> and I thought I could pick it up. It was so bad. I can't play the drums, have never been able to play the drums, but in my head I thought, yeah, I could totally figure this out. So, I tried to and it got and like at first Armando was just like, you can do this. I believe in you and I couldn't even come close. I was so But so he was bad. so polite about it and he was like, "How about I step in?" Yeah, he's like, "Can I try something real quick?" And he presses record, walks into the booth, and then in one take just does the drum part yeah. and gets out. And he's like, maybe we could use some of that. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah we could use all of that. He claims, I think for my own personal ego, he's always like, no, that's mostly you. I just use parts from me to like, you know, fill it in and whatnot. And I was like, that's not how that of, works. That's not, I know exactly. He was talking to me like I was a kid that had never heard like, I was like, that's not what it is. You just used your drum track, mm -hmm. which is good. I'm glad you did. It sounds a million times better yeah. than mine. Yeah. I lied about trying to, <laughs> about being able to play That's the okay. Drums. You tried. That was a great time though, because we recorded in the basement there was a full studio in this mm -hmm. basement of the guest house of this mansion in Staten Island. But wasn't it like Steven Seagal or something it was, who like oh, used to live there? It was yeah. I think it was. It was somebody. It was like Steven Seagal's was, old house or yeah, something like that. Or like that. he owned Maybe he still owns it. Or somebody. Steven Seagal's manager's house. It was something weird like that where but, Steven Seagal was involved and there were a couple of pictures of Steven Seagal like in the house. Yeah. So we didn't know why, how exactly how he was. And when I say pictures, I mean like in the top floors, there were just like movie posters of Steven Seagal and we didn't know why. Yeah. And then Armando's like, yeah, he owned this house or his manager did or something like that. It was a great time. Yeah. Two days, man. Just two days back to back. So yeah, go to Spotify and listen to the Dreamstalks yeah. EP. Um, what are you most looking forward to about tonight? Now, when this is released, it'll be in the past tense. But uh, right now, this is before we do it. Um, I think I'm I'm just looking forward to having fun it, again because we haven't done we haven't done yeah. the show in so long. So I'm looking forward to the banter. I'm looking forward to just seeing what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to knowing whether or not I'm going to remember my lyrics. I know this uh, this <laughs> which is a uh, which would be great if you didn't. It would be very traditional. <laughs> Guys, I never remember my lyrics. She forgets every single show, one of the songs. Just one of them. It'll be interesting to see which song, which one we go up on. It'll be the first one. And then the single. I get nervous. And then the one time I'm that I call, like made a big deal out of it and called her out on it, I then immediately forgot the next song. <laughs> it was just like, damn That's it. That's what you get. Exactly. Um, but yeah. But it, just to get you guys, uh, you know, looped into it we're gonna play a little song from the dream stocks <gasps> right now everybody sit back and listen to this song i'm gonna pick later 
There's jingle bells and cookie smells. It's Christmas time again. The twinkle lights and Walmart fights. You know it's Christmas when. There's gingerbread and peppermints in every Starbucks cup. And Salvation Army volunteers to eat your loose change up. We want to make your holiday a special one this year. So come real close and listen well to a song of Christmas cheer. Santa, Santa's not real. Santa, Santa's not real. There's caroling. Candy canes, it's Christmas time again. Expensive flights and frosted bites, you know it's Christmas when. There's overpriced commodities in every shopping cart. And watching angels get their wings can warm a pagan's heart. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. From your good friends Zach and Carinelle, words of love that you must hear. Santa, Santa's not real. Santa, Santa's not real. We're sorry to break this news to you, but it's time you all should know. The true story of Christmas happened many years ago. When our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was born from Mary's hole. Leave womb and not some diabetic elf from the North Pole. So keep the Christ in Christmas or you'll all end up in hell. Consumed by Satan's wretched fires unless you sing the truth we tell. song i don't remember i don't that know what that, i picked that's one of my favorites i think it's the christmas song yeah it's christmas time that was the christmas song everybody we're gonna oh, say God. it was the, the christmas, christmas song is so good it, christmas song is good it's and one of our go, better go songs. to youtube and look at the music video yeah we made a sick music video out yeah. of it where we had to have adults play children because children have too many rules in the union when they're allowed to <laughs> record and, and for how much money. And also the content, we didn't want to ruin children. Yeah, I mean, as you guys just heard, we talked about Santa Claus not existing a oh, whole bunch. Oh, that's right, we can say that. Yeah, yeah the song's played. So um, we didn't want to scar. I matter, we were really gung-ho. We were like, Karen and I were like mid-casting process for a bunch of kids, mm -hmm. and our producers of the music video came to us. Because, like, you know, at least one of them was a parent and was just like, hey, we don't feel comfortable 
having children a part of this music video. Yeah, because we were like, they don't have to be present for the actual like song. Lyrics. lyrics. I know. But, but it still looks great. It still looks great. It still looks great. And everyone we know is in it. And it's a great time. Yeah. Karen. Zach. I don't like this. I don't like that you're leaving. It makes me very sad. You've become one of my absolute best friends over the last seven years or however long I've known you. More than that. Eight years? Let's say eight. I think. I think it's been like eight. And it's going to suck. I really don't want you to go. And it sucks. I feel very selfish about it. The reason (laughs) I, I like, I think the reason I haven't talked to you or Joe. Speaking of of Joe. Joe Joe. just walked in. Hey, buddy. We are recording. Here, do you want to take a photo? Oh, sorry, guys. Exactly. No way. <laughs> hey, Ariel, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is perfect. But and anyway, we're gonna take a photo here, guys. But I'm gonna wait. Keep we don't talking. have to. But we don't have to actually look at the picture. No, we're not gonna photo. look. At, I'm not looking at the. Phone. We're just we're like professional. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Anyway. We came in at the sappy moment. Yeah. Joe, I was just saying how I don't want you guys to leave, and I haven't talked to you either about it because it's selfish for me to talk about, but I'd rather you guys stay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll stay. So okay. Yeah. That's settled it. <laughs> Joe's into it. Easy peasy. Awesome. But anyway, I can't wait for tonight, Karen. I can't wait either, Zach. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everyone, please subscribe. If you, well, not, you don't have to, but if you'd like to, subscribe to Redbird Vintage Box. You're mm-hmm. going to get a curated vintage experience um, by the Bray sisters. Um, and they can go to what website? www.redbirdvintagebox.com. Perfect. I'm glad you got that URL. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, follow the dream stocks. Uh, you can see our videos of the last night. Uh, mm. you'll see a bunch of videos of tonight and, um, Karen, I know I'm going to talk to you a bunch more, but I love you and, uh, don't go to Florida. <laughs> I love you too, Zach. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>